You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron. Now here's your host, Ethan Haristadulu. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greek's Gridiron and to another edition of Free Agency Predictions, where today I'll take a look at the New England Patriots and go over who I think they may end up keeping or potentially targeting going into free agency as players' contracts are expiring. Teams got to decide what they're going to do with all that money they have. And the Patriots, sitting on the books with about $67 million in cap space, have plenty of room to do so so i invite you all to comment down below let me hear what you want to see from the patriots what are your thoughts on what i would like to see and or maybe expect to see but i feel like i need to mention this this is not exactly what i think they are going to do signing by signing this is just kind of again some of them are thoughts and things that i would like from them others are maybe what i would expect to see from them or if it happens i wouldn't be too surprised something along those lines i'm not sitting here acting like everything i'm going to say is right but it's just kind of my thoughts and opinions on the matter so starting with the re-signings first person i have here that i think is worth bringing back and i'll be curious to hear what you patriots fans have to say on this one here is going to be edge rusher josh uche he's going to be 26 years old next season spotrack is averaging his contract value year on year at about 8.3 million for what he ends up signing which sounds about right all things considered with how his 2023 went in 330 snaps you're looking at only 15 tackles three tackles for loss 15 pressures and three sacks definitely a bit of a slip in production from Uche once Matthew Judon ended up missing time during the season but I will say this when you go back to the year prior the 11 and a half sacks and just the dominant force that he and Judon were together as a pair I think that there is definitely some room to consider bringing him back even if it is on like a two or three year deal I think that after the way this season panned out for him his contract whatever it is he winds up signing is definitely not going to be in the ballpark of what people were expecting it to be after last season and I'm positive I'm positive that there are people around the league who maybe see what happened with him production wise this year and maybe think oh it's a Batman Robin type deal where he's the Robin to Judon's Batman and even if that is the case Judon's going to be around for I I would see I would say for at least the foreseeable future I'd be shocked if Judon's not around for the next like two or three years at minimum I think you pair Uche with him and that's coupled with the fact that the interior of the defensive line really started to step up this season I think Christian Barmore's really turning into that that massive mountain of a D tackle you want to have on the interior. And he just looks like a monster with the way he's playing. I think if you get him on like a three year deal, paying him roughly in the ballpark of like eight to 10 million, that's not a bad deal to be working with again. And your the idea is that if it really is like a Batman Robin type situation with Matt Judon and him, pair them together for the next few years it was obviously a really good thing last year and now that the interior is even starting to catch up as well you're looking at a very dominant force up front and i'd be very excited to see a defensive front where you have barmore on the interior closing down the pocket crushing it from the inside and having two guys like uche and judon going at it from the edge trying to get after the quarterback it just sounds like a very exciting thought to me so i definitely think uche is worth somebody keeping around at least for the next like two or three years on a reasonable number 
Next person I'm going to be looking at here, and I cannot stress enough that this is probably one of the most important re-signings that they have this offseason. The Patriots need to bring back Mike Onwenu. Absolutely no conversation about it. Best offensive lineman that the Patriots had this past season. He's versatile being that he went from right guard to right tackle and honestly did a really good job in that switch during the middle of the season. So I do think that you need to make sure if there's anyone that you have circled that you are bringing back for the foreseeable future, Mike Onwenu is on that list and he should be at the very top at minimum. Spotrax looking at a contract in the ballpark of about 13.6 million per year for him. So I definitely feel like that sounds about right. I don't know if I'd put him in the upper echelons of right tackles, but I definitely think he did a really good job in doing so. And now that he has, you know, about half a season under his belt, and if that's where they're going to stick with him going forward, give him more time to get more well adjusted. And I think you see even more improvement on his end. And if not, and you want to slide him back into the guard spot, I think he was a pretty good guard as well. So I do think that there is a really good opportunity to keep a good offensive lineman around for the next three, four years there. Um, I, I just, this is one of those that it's like with the status of the offensive line in New England right now and just the uncertainty surrounding who would be playing at right guard if it's not going to be like City Sow or who's going to be at left tackle because it does not feel like Trent Brown's coming back. There's just so much uncertainty around the O-line and like is Cole Strange going to be worth the first round pick he was selected with still keep the you know the one lone really bright spot that you have the younger guy there like obviously David Andrews could still be your center but I just feel like Mike Onwenu is a building block for the offensive line and you cannot let him go just because he may end up being more than that 13.6 like if you have to pay him 14 or maybe 15 million so be it so be it. You need a guy like him on your offensive line. And he's the, the fact that he's position versatile too is it, it just expands his value even further. So if you have to pay him that 15, 16, because he, you know, that's what the market is and he can play multiple positions for you and do it at a high enough level. So be it. And then last, but certainly not least that I have listed on here. And this one's a bit of a, uh, I like, I, I worded it as like a sour grapes on my end because I'm really unhappy with the way things kind of turned out for him. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. He's going to be 29 next season. Spotrack has him listed for like around 5 million or so per year on whatever deal it is he signed. Averaging about 11 yards per reception last year. He had 37 catches for 406 yards and four touchdowns before going down with a season ending injury. I hate what happened to him when Matt Patricia was around here. He looked like an absolute baller his first season. And now at this stage, injury aside, I do think he still has some in the tank. Your wide receiver core is very up in the air with what you're going to be doing going forward. If you can sign him to like a one-year prove-it deal coming off the injury, maybe even a two-year deal if you want to keep him around and, you know, have that option to re-sign him again for an extra year or two if things go well in the following season. He is like a bridge, but also still a very effective bridge guy nonetheless. Like he's at worst a number three or at best like a legit number two wide receiver for you and I think he's closer to two than he is three when he's healthy and being involved in the game plan I really feel like this is a quality signing that it's not the flashy you know kind of signing type deal but it's one of those 
this is a well-rounded player and a guy who clearly wants to be here. And he even said that as so much uh, as much himself that I feel like you need to keep a guy like Hendrick Bourne around at least for another year or two. So one year deal at 5 million per year, like that's a no brainer. If that's what you end up doing, if he's coming off the injury and he's willing to prove it, maybe give him a little bit more because you want to keep him around and you don't want him to explore that one year, prove it deal elsewhere. Give him six, 7 million for a season. Like who cares? It's one year, six, 7 million. Keep him on the books for another season. As long as he stays, healthy I think he can be an impact playmaker for New England now shifting away from re-signings and looking at the targets positions of need things like that who I would like to see the Patriots go after here or where I would like to see them attack free agency I think the first one goes without saying and I already kind of mentioned it here discussing Kendrick Bourne and how thin the wide receiver room is but you really have to go after and get yourself a guy and this wide receiver free agent class is shaping up to be a fairly deep one whether you're looking at some of the headline potentials or even some of the guys that are like that tier right below the headliners you had two wide receivers in your top five of receiving yards this season. That's just, that's not acceptable. You don't win in the NFL with that as your situation. You need to get yourself a wide receiver core that can not only catch the football, but do things with the football in their hands. Because right now, it's basically Demario Douglas. And in my hypothetical situation, now that we've re signed Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne. I don't really know what's left in the tank for Juju Smith-Schuster and that knee of his. I don't really know what is left in the tank with Devontae Parker. I know he's saddled up for money because of the re-signing from last year. I, I didn't agree with that, and that's just kind of my opinion on that matter. But if you, know, if you can get something out of a 30-year-old Devontae Parker, awesome, fantastic, but I'm not going to hold my breath on it. T. Higgins has been a guy that's been thrown around a lot as a name that Patriots fans want to see the Patriots go after. I as well would love to see T Higgins in New England. You'd probably have to pay him just a little bit more to come in here in this situation. And you'd also probably have to sell him on the fact that we're drafting a number one quarterback at pick number three, whether you try to trade up or you just land, whether it's, you know, if by some miracle, Caleb Williams lands at number three, I doubt it. But, you know, hypothetically speaking here, if it ends up being Drake May or maybe someone like Jaden Daniels, whose stock is seemingly rising every single day, you got to sell that number one wide receiver that you're trying to bring in from free agency on the fact that you are moving on to a new quarterback and you're going to take one of those top end guys in the early stages of that first round there. Even if you don't land someone like them and you want to still get someone that could be like an impact playmaker, but maybe not quite the number one wide receiver that you need. Uh, there are guys like Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis, Calvin Ridley, who is arguably still a number one wide receiver. I mean, he runs routes as good as anyone in the NFL. If for whatever reason, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't opt to try to bring him back. Curtis Samuels, another guy that could potentially be available. I expect a signing and draft capital to go in towards wide receiver, but I definitely think you at the very least need to bring in one guy, whether it's that like top tier wide receiver or like, the tier right below because you're aiming to land your number one in the draft something along those lines has to happen the second area of need and we talked about it again in the re-signings has got to be offensive line there is a litany of potential offensive guards this coming free agency that i think you could bring in like and i'm talking veteran leadership kind of guys not necessarily a younger guy but like a veteran guy that you could bring in that allows you to also try to build out your offensive line through the draft as well so whether you go older or maybe you do try to go after one of those more higher priced younger potential free agents that are going to be available uh i i don't really 
think you can go wrong. People like Kevin Zeitler, Andreas Pete on the veteran side are going to potentially be available. Yes, a little bit older, but it's not like you're going to have an entire offensive line of 25 and 26-year-olds. You need some of those older, experienced guys. And I know David Andrews is there, but hypothetically speaking, if we're looking at on Wenu at right tackle, Cole Strange at left guard, let's say you have Andrews at center, maybe you go get, uh, you know, if Tyron Smith somehow makes it to free agency and he's the one big ticket guy you want to grab to just shore up the left tackle spot, maybe you go get him. So you slap a veteran right at the left side, the left side to cover up the blind side of your young quarterback you're going to be drafting, or maybe somebody on the interior that you go after. I mean, whatever it ends up being, I don't mind the idea of maybe bringing in a veteran guy if it's not one of the higher-priced, younger offensive linemen, and then you focus more so on getting your younger guys in the draft. I just feel like you do have to address the offensive line in free agency on top of the draft. You can't just go all in, put all your eggs in a basket on a bunch of young guys that you go after in the draft. You need to get like a legit signing, and I think it needs to be a bigger ticket name or a guy that is well experienced, maybe into his thirties and is just someone that you can rely on as a stop gap for the next year or two. And then finally next signing here, and it's not the sexiest in the world, but I do think the room needs a bit of an upgrade. I think going after a linebacker in free agency would not be a bad idea. And this is one that I've actually talked about the last couple of uh, free agency videos that I've done quite extensively. And the more I look at it, just the more exciting this potential group of free agents is going to be at linebacker. Your room was led by basically Jelani Tavai, Jawan Bentley, and Mac Wilson in 2023. And I really think that you need to get yourself like a legit standout guy. And Guys like Levante David, if you don't want to go all in on some of the very high expensive guys, Levante David can still very much ball. If you're, again, stopgap guy, year or two, bring in a veteran. Again, he's not a long-term answer, but he upgrades the room, gives you the leadership that you want to have in there. If not, Jordan Hicks, Zach Cunningham, Josie Jewell, a little less up there in terms of age, but still very well-experienced linebackers that I think could add a lot. And then if we're talking some of those top-tier, S-tier guys, I mean, Aziz Alshair might be leaving Tennessee after a monster season over there. Frankie Louvu has turned into a stud over in Carolina. Jordan Brooks from Seattle, 26 years old. Patrick Queen, who I believe is 25. Devin White's only 25. Shaq Leonard. I don't really know what is going on with him injury-wise and how that back is treating him now, but you know he could potentially be a wild-card guy available as well, and I could see him playing with a, the silver helmet on his head there. There are so many young, talented linebackers, as well as veteran guys that have been around the block for a little bit now that you could fill in and add into your linebacker room and just help shore up the interior of that defense. Again, this is not the sexiest thing in the world, and yes, I could have tried to make a more splashy you know, type of thing, but going after a linebacker who's well-established at this point in his career or is on the ascension just kind of feels like a Patriot move, coupled with the fact that Gerard Mayo is your head coach now. You don't think that Gerard Mayo isn't going to want to go snag one of those top-tier linebackers to help lead his defense the way he did back when he was on the Patriots? Like, it kind of writes itself. That's kind of the whole reason why I put this together was with Gerard Mayo in mind, 
how could you not see this team going after one of those stud linebackers? Again, whether it's one of the veteran guys or it's one of those young ascending guys, like it just it kind of feels like a no-brainer to me. But that's kind of what I'm expecting to see or just some things I would like to see from the Patriots this offseason. Obviously, it's not everything I think that they're going to do. Just a few things that I wanted to point out myself. So I invite you to comment down below. Let me know your thoughts and opinions. Feel free to fire away. But that is it for me. If you made it all the way to the end, as always, I greatly appreciate it. I'll see you all next time. Have a good one.